everybody welcome to the pop my culture podcast i am cole stratton and i am vanessa raglan hello v I said my whole name you did the whole thing oh, yeah. hello how are you i'm good how you doing Great, thanks we don't talk to each other until the microphone that's come. right it's just like this stony silence while we're setting up it's in my contract that cole can't talk to me yeah until we're rolling i'm like making a little bit of eye contact right now and mm-hmm. she is furious <laughs> oh man you know cartoons for a reason. where like steam comes out of people's ears Ooh, and then they turn into a whistle that's kind of what's happening it's based on me man <laughs> it's based on <laughs> vanessa thank you guys for coming to the show we're so glad to have you indeed uh really fun guest today yep i'm so excited she's been in a ton of stuff I know, yo and she's so pretty and funny and yeah nice. she's great so uh before we get to our wonderful guest yeah uh, we uh, have a little bit of housekeeping. That's right. Here we um, what are. exciting thing? Mansion. And this is a little a little ways off. But it's nice to plan. That's right. Maybe you're thinking about taking a vacation to California. And you're like, what month? Yeah, when should I come? Maybe October. Yeah, what maybe week come October? October 4th, 5th, and 6th, which is a weekend. Uh, we will be taking part, aka doing a live podcast, <laughs> at the LA Podcast Festival. It should be super fun. We're so excited. Yes. We're not going to tell you who our guest is yet, but it's going to be... During that festival, and it's going to be great. And also because we don't know yet because it's not until October. Mm-hmm. But we're going to get something good, you guys. So good. And uh, it's at the Sheraton Delfina in Santa Monica. You can go to LAPodFest.com for details. There's a bunch of live podcasts, really good ones. Um, it's by the ocean. Yeah. Beautiful. There you go. So if you're thinking about visiting Santa Monica in LA, it's a good time to come. Do it. Um, see so many funny people. And there's yep. great podcasts involved. Too. Really some good podcast. Probably some of your favorite comedians are going to be yeah, there. Yeah, you betcha. So check that out. Yes. Uh, we are uh, entirely listener supported. Yeah, that's Not true. Not entirely. We well, occasionally right get a space sponsor. But for the most part, <laughs> we are uh, supported by your donations. Help Note us put the show on. my ragged underwear. <laughs> so uh, if you like the show. <laughs> and that's where all your donations go to my underwear. For her underwear, pal. Just buy so much underwear. <laughs> undies with it you guys <laughs> so much undies <laughs> <laughs> if uh, if you want to kick a couple bucks our way we appreciate it there's a donate button on our website click it <laughs> every little bit helps yep uh and if you uh if you do donate we'll give you a shout out on the air which is a big deal it is except we uh <laughs> didn't discuss how we're gonna do this no. one how do you uh want to do these things we here? did beef only pretty recently yep um we can we could do cat people. <laughs> what? We can pretend we're cat people in space. Cat people in space. Yeah. And think I'm like cat people. Cat people from outer space? Cat people from outer space. We're thinking you for your donations. All right, that's a good theme song. All right, here's what we're going to do. Okay. Do that theme song again. We'll have John and Post drop okay. in some like funky space noise, okay. age noises underneath it. And this will feel really produced okay. for being off the cuff. Yeah, I do it again? Yeah, do, do it now. Cat people from outer space Thinking you for your donations In a world where cat people have come to rule outer space Podcasts are the only form of entertainment (laughs) Cat people, cat people from outer space Meow, people of Earth, uh, we'd like to thank you for donating to the Meow Pop My Culture podcast, meow. 
first up is, um, Hayden. Hayden, you make me make biscuits and coffee. I love that they eat biscuits and coffee. <laughs> no, when the cat needs, let's make them right, biscuits. I, I got you. Sure, sure. <laughs> Meow. Meow. Uh, up next is um, Gregory. Meow. Oh, Gregory. I want to rub my face on your corduroys. Meow. Meow. Finally, China. China. Meow, 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 meow. I'd share my fancy face with you any day. Governor, <laughs> dog people from outer space, out of our trail. To the ship. Meow. To the ship. Cat people from outer space, thinking you for your donations. Wow! Thank you, cat people from outer space. <laughs> I don't think we're gonna do that again. I don't know. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> What we didn't get to is that when cat people from outer space eat a fish, they put it in whole, and then, then just the bones come out, like in the Heathcliff cartoons. Oh, gosh. I yeah. love Heathcliff. It's pretty great. Heathcliff and Garfield. What big appetites. Yeah, those cats can put it away. Gosh. I love that there's two cartoonists that are like, what's my angle? What's my voice? <laughs> well, what I really think is cats love to eat. Cats love it. <laughs> Be lazy. Good times. Uh, <laughs> if you like the show, still. Yeah. After thanks. That, Thank you for, for sticking uh, with us. You can leave us a review on iTunes. Every little bit helps. That's right. You can also email us at info at popmyculturepodcast.com. And we are slowly but surely putting together an internet team of people to help us, which we're figuring out how to how to do. But uh, if you want to be part of that internet team, you can email us again at info at popmyculturepodcast.com. And this time, the subject can say, Vanessa has lost weight not that she needed to <laughs> <laughs> and then Cole meh Cole meh yeah, that's what we usually sure. do uh, um, alright um, we're about to get to our awesome guests which Can't by wait. the way if you uh, answer the first question Ooh. on our website for this episode when this episode is posted yep. go to the website this not episode, before it's posted. Not before, it won't help you. Because you've not, uh, heard, you've not heard this. Uh, <laughs> go to the comment section and leave your answer to the first question, and you can win an autographed copy of Galaxy Quest Galaxy on Blu-ray Quest. from our awesome guest, Missy Pyle. Yes. Which we'll get to in a moment. Yep. So, uh, all right. Well, let's let's bring her out here, shall we? Meow, 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 meow. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> Bye. Bye, Groovy. Here we go. Our guest today, uh, she's an amazing actress. She's been in a ton of things like... Uh, Galaxy Quest, the Artist, Dodgeball, she can sing, Big she can Fish, dance. tons of things. Mm. Missy Pyle is here. Oh, hi, Missy. Oh my gosh, the crowd! Stop, crowd! Missy needs to talk now. The crowd, the crowd has lost Everyone. its voice. <laughs> hey guys, hey, it's hey. so great to be here. So great to be here. We're having <laughs> martinis at 11 a.m. Hey, it's at least 11.30. What time is it? 11.35. It's 11.35. Oh, okay. Uh, let's pretend that the, uh, we're doing this uh, after dinner. Uh, <laughs> at a perfectly appropriate nice. time to drink. That's right. Um, we're so glad to have you, Missy. I'm so glad to be here. Oh, gosh. That's great. Um, well, I think we need to start by talking about okay. one of the most important things to ever happen in yeah. the world. Yep. And that's Kim and Kanye. The Kenya baby. Have the Kenya the Kenya baby has uh, officially been named Born and as many suspected Northwest. Northwest. <laughs> that takes some balls. But Does of course, it? Uh, maybe it takes the opposite of. I feel like it just takes like meh. Yeah. This will be we'll funny. Let's do that. Let's do this for <laughs> this a one joke funny. bit. <laughs> yeah, where do you go with that? It is kind of one note. 
Yeah, the kid's a bit. <laughs> so that's yeah. Like, I'm a bit. Uh, it would have taken real balls to give the middle name by North. So that way the full North, name is by, by Northwest. Northwest. That would have been better. Mm-hmm. Why you got to be so clever? Uh, that's all that there is to say. Or the middle name is North and Southwest. North and Southwest. Or, oh no, the, there's a new last name at the end called Airlines. <laughs> <laughs> Northwest Airlines. <laughs> oh, Southwest Airlines. Oh, boy. What do you guys like to fly? Well, congratulations, Kim and Kanye. I think you have such a pure relationship, and uh, your baby's going to grow up happy and well-adjusted. Do they have any any ties to the Northwest? <laughs> well, I mean, a little, I, mean, I mean, not really. I mean, I mean, he's from like Chicago Portland. or whatever, right? So, like, there's but they a do north, love the vegan food in Portland. <laughs> they need to have like three other kids and name them all the different directions. Yeah, That's a good idea. I bet they're already on that, right? I guess it would just be two other kids. Why don't you're they, not going to have oh. West West? No, but you could have. That's true. You could, I mean, they probably. They, I wouldn't put it past. Oh, that's them. true. Yeah, they've opened. They've started this new thing. Go west. That's a good one. Go country. west. If they could put an urn at the end, then name a child country. They could have western country urn. western. <laughs> there we That's go. for their dead baby. <laughs> oh no, we're going there already. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, uh, Quality, everybody. <laughs> oh, well, that's all we got to say about that, Kanye. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's, let's talk about Paula Dean. Uh, she's now officially been tossed from the Food Network, chopped as it were, uh, and all her different sponsors are leaving her yeah. as it's come out that she's a terribly racist <laughs> human being. Now, uh, someone was explaining this to me last night because I, I, I don't listen to the yeah, news. What have you heard? I don't have a computer. Well, the, f- the first thing that came That's out, well, no, let's, find, let's find out what you've been told and then we'll... Well, well what I was told... This is what I was. T- this is truly the grapevine because I was at dinner last night with people who didn't really know the story either, um, and the idea was that she had been testifying. Is this true? Was she testifying? Yeah. Okay, so she was testifying, and she admitted that she had on occasion used the N word. Is that true? Yes. Yes. Did mm-hmm. she use on the? Oh, yeah. She. She, she also she probably uses that more than most other words right. from what okay. I understand. There's there's all sorts of stuff's coming out now that like she had said this whole thing about wanting to have kind of like a slave themed a slave themed wedding. Like wedding. That was what wedding. I also heard. No, too. it's plantation style. So of course Plantations. I would call the black people slaves. That's how she, that's <laughs> of course they would be slaves. Like, but it's a theme, so it's not offensive. Because mm-hmm. it's just in the style, the plantation mm-hmm. style. <laughs> the ever-popular plantation style wedding. <laughs> That's right. Very yeah, 2013. For her son, right? I think that was for her son's wedding. Something she wanted like it that. to be the plantation style. And then... And he wanted more of a subtle or racist <laughs> wedding, you know? He wanted a plantain-style wedding. Yeah, right. But there were a lot of plantains. always get lost in the It was more of a banana-themed. <laughs> and she just... She missed out. She, she thought it was... And then his son walked in and went, Oh, mother! And then they all... <laughs> All laughed. Where's my mammy? <laughs> Not okay. But now there's things coming out that like uh, supposedly like she's like paid like her black employees less mm-hmm. and then given them or not paid them at all or not paid them all or given them back of the house jobs yeah and put the white people up front like it's all it's all I mean I don't know why this is all that surprising she's like what a 67 year old white woman from the deep south well that's <laughs> that the there might thing that we be some of those about. stuff that stuff built in mm-hmm. from her but upbringing she grew up in that you know she grew up during a segregated time which yeah. is um uh, every excuse right for sure <laughs> she can do whatever she wants well that's the sad thing too because i have some 
southern friends that have been like, yeah, I can't, it's not that surprising. Like, you know, your grandparents or whoever, like, you probably know someone that has that mentality. But it should be surprising, and we're allowed to be pissed off, right? I mean, yeah. it's wrong. Now, nowadays, there's not really And an you're excuse. in the entertainment industry. Get yeah. your head out of your ass and grow up, you rich, rich woman. Well, it's just stupid. It's Whoa. it's also like Whoa. if you're going to have those views, which you shouldn't, you shouldn't ever vocalize them. I, that that <laughs> to me is the thing. I mean, you know? everybody, and it's like you can't sort of glorify. We glorify people in this industry and assume that they think of us. And and that is there is sort of this idea that you have to kind of think liberally. You have to kind of yeah. be a Democrat. You have to kind of be all these things. And I, I oftentimes applaud people who think differently. Not so you're pro racist. No, no, no. Okay, so Mr. I'm not Kyle saying is that. Pro racist. Thank you, thank you. Please, thank you. No, not a, not even in the slightest. I mean, I I mean, when I say that, I just mean like when people think differently. I think is sometimes it, it's kind of wonderful, but in this situation, I there, I just there's some something seems like not to have connected in her brain. Yeah. Or like, you know, I mean, you hear about these people who have like, you know, burnt cats in their ovens or, you know, have bar- people are buried you in their basement. About? I think that was in a movie. Maybe that's not <laughs> real. Who was the guy the who was burning baker? cats in his, in his oven? John looks it up. Thanks, John. <laughs> or people who have chill- women in their, you know, in their basement that they impregnate and then right. punch in the stomach. Well, we all have a couple. <laughs> Wait, are you saying that's thinking differently? <laughs> Wait, what is, what is it that you apply? Well, uh, the, what I'm applying to that is that you don't let, you don't like let on that that's what you're doing. <laughs> It's that not would, socially He's got acceptable. a couple of women in his basement. Yeah, well, he thinks different. Yeah. He's outside the box. I like you guys. that because it's not all Democrats. He's I got like the, He's got I the, woman, the women in a box, but he thinks outside the box. That's the important outside of the, He didn't put any of them in a, that we know of. <laughs> uh, it was a Google suggestion, by the way. Cat burned in oven. Like, what, so what happened? Cat burned in uh, oven. Wait, I don't want to know about that at all. There was a guy who was an old guy, and he was an old Nazi dude. And then he was. Was it maybe? Collars, was it maybe? So was it maybe at pupil? Yes, maybe. With Ian McKellen. Yeah, it was yeah. For some reason, I didn't retain that part of that movie, but now it makes a perfect not sense. Because he that. burned a lot of cats. It's here. this. It's based on a Stephen King short story. It was uh, Ian McKellen and Brad Renfro, and and he suspects that his neighbor is a Nazi. I think yeah. something like that, and then he is. Spoiler. And he's burning cats in his oven. Um, well, you don't find that out. Spoiler, double spoiler, until the end of the movie when he opens the oven and pulls out a burned cat or puts from, a cat into. This the is oven. especially like strange because the intro we did for the show, which we taped before you got here, we talked about being cat people from outer space. In a very progressive society, <laughs> and now we're seeing that this is all. Look how response. far cats have come yeah. in, in our intro. They're, a real they're, cat they were person. being burnt in the '90s in movies from Stephen King adaptations. Now they're from space, <laughs> and they are running, running this scene. That's right. It's turned up in here. It really has. Yeah. All I was trying to say is Paula <laughs> Dean. Next time, I don't know that there's going to be a next time, but She'll if they're rebound. No, nah, I think she's done. No, come on. She Mel might be Gibson, invited to KKK the, the events. The things that Mel Gibson Yeah, said? but how much work does Mel Gibson get? Very little now. Yeah, and but he was a he, massive star. He, like, there's a difference here. Like, he was yeah. a huge guy that could open but movies. But then he made, he made some... Does this post-apocalypto? Pre-apocalypto or post-apocalypto? Didn't he make Apocalypto after? Oh, I think that was post-apocalypto. Post. Oh, it was yeah. post? I mean, he's done a couple things since then. He did then. Uh, Gopher. He did the beaver. The monkey. He did this movie yeah. called Get the Gringo. <laughs> the Gopher Monkey Beaver. Puppet. We're both yeah. doing it with yeah. our hands, puppeting and saying. 
He did get the gringo, which went straight to video, and he's in Machete Returns. But oh. like the whole thing about like those How movies is all like this? he knows goofy. everything. You will be so watch the tra- the watch the trailer thing. for Machete too. It's hilarious. Are you supposed to say it Machete? Yeah, that's how they say it. In okay. <laughs> Fine. Fine. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh-huh. Well, saying. Paula Dean, best of luck or something to you. I don't I don't think she's gonna rebound from this. And then again, like we wish her does the best she need to? Really. Like I mean no, she's, she's sixty seven, she's, she's set, like she'll just retire from the public eye and Well, she started being pretty shady with that whole diabetes thing, remember? Yeah. Like didn't go public until she had that what was it? I'm gonna get all this wrong, but a brand of insulin bomb. behind her, basically. Like she was doing everything to give people diabetes, and then she yeah. became the spokesperson for something after she was diagnosed, but not until she was, like, paid to be their spokesperson. Just, like, come on, shady stuff's been going on long enough. She's fine. She's set for life. She has a big old house. I'm if sure you she need could someone, do the white supremacist circle. Yeah, if you need someone to cater your next white supremacist party, <laughs> or wedding, or... I guess Plantain not bar mitzvah. No. No, 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 I no. made some Klu Klux clam chowder, y'all. <laughs> Everybody have a spoonful. <laughs> oh. She's terrible, terrible person. Anyway, well, I don't um, even. I she'll want probably get that jump kind of, kind of that. I can't think of anything. Um, she, she's bad. She's bad. <laughs> Let's she's just put bad. it that way. I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's just sad to me. It's like that. There's still a lot of people that think that way in this country. Like a ton of people that think. But that it's way. refreshing and to see uproar about it because what was it like? Yeah, you can't get away that, with it anymore. Well, but you can get away. Some people get away with horrible stuff. That Cheerios commercial where there's an interracial kid that caused like national uproar because it was presenting a multiracial family and Cheerios is like we stand behind this. Families are different, but it got enough attention because people were so uncomfortable with that. That was so disheartening. You were uncomfortable with it. So many people, not me, personally. <laughs> no, but people were saying that a couple of people wanted it pulled off like, the air. It's coming. It it's is coming, coming, sister, like a freight train. It's the kind of just O's, cheery O's. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, <sighs> two beautiful biracial lesbians, <laughs> and they're like, uh, what's it, King Charles Cocker Spaniel? <laughs> That's a very high income uh, dog. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, moving on. Um, all right. Well, let's, this this <laughs> is pretty interesting. No, I'm really excited about where it's going. So they released a list of the people that are going to be getting stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame <gasps> in 2014. What? It's a very interesting, eclectic, mixed group of people. Mm-hmm. And then we also looked up how you get a star, which we'll talk about in a second. Yeah. But this is uh, these are the people getting stars. Uh, Tupac getting a star. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because, um, you know, he's be the first hologram to, to get one <laughs> which is great post tupac post post-apocalyptic when did he die why he didn't waiting? he didn't oh he's not dead no gosh i don't even want to have that I debate like right he was dead when i was in high school <laughs> and that was, that was at least a, a year ago a little while ago <laughs> he'll uh yeah you know it's weird that he's getting it now are these bottomless martinis 96 96 yep wow well, he's getting, on that getting committee. a star. Why, is, why now? That's well, almost 20 years it ago. It is strange. So it's Tupac, Katy Perry, Orlando Bloom, Jessica Lange. Finally. Matthew. Orlando Bloom. Who are you saying finally about? Jessica Lange. Oh, okay. I mean, like, sincerely, it's like she should have had that a long time ago. Yes. The Orlando Rugrats Bloom. have a star in the mm-hmm. Hollywood Walk Phil Bay. Hartman. Why did they wait so long? Right. Why are they all When these... did he die? When did Phil Hartman die? What was that? 2000? 
maybe. Uh, Orlando like Bloom and Matthew McConaughey are getting one on the Rick same. Rick Springfield and J-Lo. I'm into that. I'm okay with that. I'm but, okay with everyone on that list except for Orlando Bloom. 98. You don't like Orlando Bloom? It's not that I don't like Orlando Bloom. I just don't know why he's getting a star. Well, we looked into the Yeah, it's ways. a little weird, but here's, here's how you get yeah. a star. Go. Uh, if you want a star, you got to apply to have a star. You have to apply. Yeah, yeah. You have a sponsor. Oh, apply. I'm going to. Do it's it. sort of it's like you know, PDF. if you're going to drive a truck, you got to apply for a class C license. W- or whatever. W- it's, it's I'm doing this right now, you guys. Because <laughs> guess what? I bet I have more credits on IMDb you, than you, motherfucking. You could potentially get here's one. The, here's what you got to do. Wait, uh, wait you, yeah, you want to wait till the thing's finished because so there's a PDF you fill out and okay. send to them and. You have a sponsor fill it out, so it could be your friend. I can fill it out for you. Right. All you, you got to be nominated. You have to be nominated, but it can be by, by anybody. anybody. You have to have more than five years in the entertainment business and have a number of credits to your name. You have to be recognized in some way in your field. You've got all that. You also have to have twenty five thousand dollars. It's twenty five grand. That's the catch. That's your sponsor. Still into it. She doesn't even blink. She raises her eyebrows and says, "Yes, ma'am." Where does Tupac have twenty five thousand dollars? I think rappers just. Bury money everywhere. Do they dig him up to get the money? (laughs) (laughs) He's got his... He's just holding it between all his diamond rings. (laughs) Hey, buddy, buddy, I don't want to disturb you, but we're going to use this for your star. And then if you do all that and you submit it and you have the money, then they get like a hundred or so applications, a couple hundred a year. And they choose a couple dozen. And then they choose like a dozen out of that. So you won't necessarily get chosen. So you can't just like... you've got the cash. You can't like punk the Hollywood Walk of Fame. You know what I mean? You can't like do a fake thing and pay it and... Get on there. Like, but, I feel like Matthew McConaughey. I mean, not that he doesn't deserve a star, but what does a star mean at this point? You know? It means $25,000. Yeah, it costs and a lot. Someone to, it means that, having, you know, having friends. you're in a very shady part of Hollywood. Your name is on <laughs> um, a little thing, and people who are tourists are walking over it, and then they take photos of it if they know who you are. If and if they don't, they walk in. past it. Well, sorry, Nelson, Eddie, and Jeanette. I feel like I feel like if I were to get one, though, it would be so far down Hollywood Boulevard. It would be so close to the L.A. River. Like, it's like in the L.A. River on the bike path. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think it'd be on it. It'd be like in that retaining wall of the L.A. River. No, it's down there. Because if you seen like they have the empty stars, if you yeah. go east yeah. on Hollywood Boulevard, yeah, yeah, yeah. like so far that no no one could even walk that far. I'm thinking they should it's do exciting, a Hollywood though. Walk of Shame someplace. <laughs> that's like not in the normal things. And that's where the stars go for people that are just really fucked up. You know? Or Paula what about Dean just the Hollywood Walk of Shame? Oh, she could be the first. Good. Paula Dean. That's a great idea. Yeah, Hollywood Walk of Shame, you guys. Let's and plenty then of the this money town. goes to the charities of the people that they offended. <gasps> There That's you go. That's a great idea, right? We just changed the world. I think we might have. Like, I didn't people, do anything. I just Mel Gibson star. It. All the money is doing, like undoing everything bad Bernie Madoff did to the Jewish community. Well, let's let's start a movement. The fourteen people that listen to the show, you guys can help out. <laughs> no, we do better than that. We have but, fourteen um, listeners. Oh, uh, you don't. You do. I only come to a fourteen listening. Bye, Missy. I saw your um, your postcard in the bathroom. <laughs> At Westside Comedy. No big deal. And right. I just, I'm just saying, there was a quote on the postcard from a Rolling Stone. Yeah. Good things have happened on this podcast. Yep, yep. And then things are going to get better when we do our Hollywood Walk of Shame. Just the bubble never Hollywood burst. Walk of Shame is going to change. That should be the name of your new podcast. Yeah. AKA the Hollywood Walk of Shame. And I can be your first. I have many reasons to be on the Hollywood Walk of Shame. No, you don't. I do. I, They're personal that okay. no one well. If you're ready to share, then we're ready to put well, you on the wall. Well, I clearly you want another drink inappropriately <laughs> at an inappropriate hours. Here we go. Now, Missy, before you came over, I was like, I need to be Googling Missy. 
because I didn't know. It sounds so dirty. Oh, it was. You I feel, have, I can it got feel dirty your... because you know what the first thing on she YouTube She wanted to is? search your engine. You type in Missy Pyle, it suggests underwear. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Missy Pyle underwear on YouTube. And I uh, clicked it. It also suggests YouTube? feet. On YouTube. Does, it always says feet. It always says that. Yeah, what is everybody. that? I don't There's know. There's so many foot fetish people. I guess. Yeah, it's the first thing. Missy Pyle feet. Uh, and then Missy Pyle underwear. And I have enormous. Oh, shit. <laughs> but I looked at the scene, of course, the underwear scene. It's great. You look great. You're very tan in it, and you have brown hair. Uh, but then I am clicking around. I read an article with you and John Goodman. We'll get back to that. But in that article, you talked about you stayed at Alicia Silverstone's house for five weeks. Mm-hmm. What is that? Why did I stay at her house? Well, no, I just want to know what that was like. She's so green. Well, what I what happened is, you know, I'm a double divorcee. Ooh. We talked about this. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I was just leaving my ex-husband in Montana, which I had moved to Montana because I thought that was a good idea. It is a good idea. It is, was well, it? the yeah. industry is moving there. <laughs> yes. There's so much popping around. You know, you're so like, I'm going to go live in the wilderness, in the wilds, amongst the wildness, and, and the you wild were people. Living amongst the wild. And I was. I was living in the middle of nowhere. In a biodome? Geodome. Geodome. Big difference. We've so got some what exactly, gardening going on. Yeah, we're going to yep, close that. What exactly is a geodome? Lest you thought this was in outer space. <laughs> with the cat cats, people. With the cat <laughs> a geodome is a dwelling. Buck Mr. Fuller was this dude who created the geodome. And it's like it's like a half moon mm-hmm. on the ground. That's a terrible description. <laughs> but it's got, you know, it's like a half of a circle, a home that's like that. And it's got a little popped out of the top where they have light coming in and then it's just supposed to be very um, eco-friendly mm-hmm. and um, you have it's supposed to be he thought everyone by 1991 would be living in a geodome very close which is <laughs> we're just about there <laughs> um, and we found this place it's basically just an efficient way of uh, a hobbit a house home. it's like a yeah a hobbit house of sorts and it is really efficient except for the two bedrooms off to the side which you know we're either freezing or we're just always cold, and, and, and they had electric heat that would burn the <laughs> curtains and maybe your bed, and you'd just die in, <laughs> in a burning bed. Like, what was it, Farrah Fawcett? The cats um, in the oven. <laughs> the cats in the oven yes. and the silver spoon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to take that again. Uh, you said the cats in the oven, uh, not no, the cradle. No, no, I said cradle, man. Once I'm pretty sure I said cradle. <laughs> cradle oven, and come on, guys. The cats in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> So I had moved out to Montana with this guy who had a grizzly bear sanctuary. That was like, and I was like going to make a family and live out there. And did you ever hold a baby bear? I did. Well, I didn't hold one, but I did like my hand up and I, I did like feed it and then it swiped at me. <gasps> but it was a ba- they, they They have bears that were born into captivity yeah. and then they end up not being able to be released into the wild. So it's not like we went into the wild and, co- you know, coaxed baby bears from their mothers and then, you know, let them... Put them in little bonnets and... Yeah. <laughs> little baby Bjorns. But they actually found a bear that was... They actually um, brought a bear back whose mother had been killed, and I think it was in <gasps> Africa, and they'd found it inside of a salmon-drying shed out in Alaska. Did I say Africa? That sounds like a Alaska. great place to be a bear, by the way. In a salmon-drying shed? Yeah, right. Why well, would this- you ever take that bear away? I Why know. is someone riding a moped in our courtyard? What is happening? <laughs> a lot of yard work happening. Reminiscence of uh, the PFT episode many years ago. It's an industrial strength. Good time for podcasting yeah. on gardening day. One thing leads to another. 
Bears everywhere. Anyway, long story short, uh, I had decided that I needed, I ran out of money, shockingly in Montana. I didn't have, uh, there was not a lot of acting work. I would put myself on tape in my living room with like the sheet behind me and like recording. The burning sheet on behind (laughs) (laughs) And there was no one to run lines with me, so I would record my, the other person's lines, but in a different voice. I'd be like, (laughs) Carol, how do you do that? Like, I don't know, Max. Da, 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 da. And then, and then if I, I had to leave just enough time, so, or I would talk. You would talk over the next over, line, or oh there'd be gosh. too much of a gap. And then I had my iPod over here, like just bounced precariously next to my glass of wine. Sometimes it would fall in, and that was my flip phone, my flip, and then my iPod. And there was no one there except for my weird neighbors who were in this. Uh, cult called the church universal triumphant or cut anyway they disbanded by that point but they we had neighbors <laughs> anyway and so that i did i didn't get any much there was work a lot way. of information buried in that last That's right. <laughs> and so and i ran out of money and i had decided to come back which also at the same time it happened to coincide with the end of my uh marriage what a so i was i was really low on money and i had done a movie with alicia silverstone back in the day we worked in London doing this movie called Stormbreaker, which was a, a, a young James Bond. Oh, the Alex Cross. The Alec, Alex, Alex Storm. Storm. No, 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 no. Alex Ryder. Alex series. Ryder, Storm Chaser. Storm Chaser. Storm Ryder. Storm Chaser. Ku Klux Klan Ku Klux Ku Klux Klan I don't know why we didn't just black out after that. Right. Um, Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker. Alex, Alex Ryder, Stormbreaker. Series. So she and I met on that. I think it actually, that movie actually aired for one, like, showing on one day in America. And that Whoa. was. And it's got, like, a pretty impressive cast, too. That's what I yeah. was thinking about. I'm like, why is this movie not it's anywhere? Like Ewan McGregor and the guy from uh, uh, Homeland, isn't it? Damien? Um, Damien. Damien Lewis, Lewis. yeah. Mm. Lisa Silverstone, Missy Pyle. Missy Pyle? Mm-hmm. Some other people. Blah, blah, blah. He's on it. Ian, no. Bill Nye. Bill Nye, Nye yeah. He's in it, yeah. Science guy? Mickey Rourke. Oh, fuck. I worked with Mickey <laughs> Rourke, you guys. How was that? Oh, my God. Oh, my What was that God. like? Oh, my. I can't believe we didn't even lead with that. Oh. He is a piece <laughs> of fucking work. <laughs> Paula Dean style? Or what style? His own style. I mean, he's just self-destructive. Yeah. But, um... How many people listen to your Does he think he's your, one of your listeners? He's not one of our listeners. We checked really with him and he didn't listen. No, he's, he just is. I think when he left the business to get the shit knocked out of him every day, when he became a boxer, yeah. you know, yeah. I think I think some things got knocked out. Right. It was just a fascinating. I could Did know. you have scenes with him? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. I was like his hench person. Um, Lucky. Hench woman. <laughs> yeah, and the, the play the German, uh, so oh, it was that. like that. Yeah. Did he ever make you touch those big muscles? Did he have those big? You muscles? mean are you talking about his balls? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, Mr. Oh, Rock. So <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Rock, am I copying them correctly? And I, yeah. I always just nine in my half weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I always wished it was Mr. Rock from Fantasy Island, but it wasn't. It was Mickey. It was always Mickey Rourke. It was always. But over my eyes, no matter how many times. <laughs> <laughs> still Mickey Rourke. I mean, there are stories of like we can. You can say anything you oh want. Oh my God, he he started off really nice, and I think he is a nice guy. But I just think like he's one of those people that just it's like 
he gets away with so much because everyone's just like, especially in a movie. The thing about a movie, for those of you who've never <laughs> been in one, what ha- I think the reason actors get away with such horrible behavior is once a movie has started, once you're two weeks into shooting a movie, you you cannot lose that actor, right? Or your like, whole it's project just, is well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be millions and millions of dollars to go back. So it's not like let's fire this person, let's get rid of them and bring somebody else in. Like so, people get away with a lot of hideous behavior. And he just started growing like a cancer. I mean, I just remember he, he started off being really nice, and then it just got. I, I, he doesn't remember lines very well. So there's this one scene where he had glasses on, and he was just going. <laughs> like not words coming out? And someone else was saying lines. Because he was doing a... Remember his back was just Wait, he was point. moving his mouth with no sound coming huge, out? You know, huge cue, cue cards. cards. And he always had these little dogs with him. And he had a really nice room at he the really... He does love his little dogs. He loves his little dogs. Yeah. Loves them. And apparently, like, one of the costume designers or something came to do a fitting at his place. And there was, like, hookers and coke everywhere. <laughs> Dog shit in the room. <laughs> Mr. Rourke. Mr. Rourke. Mr. Rourke. The plane. Where's the plane? <laughs> Not that There's Mr. Rourke. No Rourke. plane, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mickey. But he Accept was, your apology. He's the work. Anyway, so Elise and I did this. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, just want to know how it was because she is the most. She's very, very Green. kind. She's also like a really kind person. Like yeah. she's, uh, I had said to her, like, I'm coming back in town. And she said that she was going out of town. And uh, did I want to stay at her place? Like she was going to be it's in. It's like the beginning of the great movie, The Holiday. Doing movie. Yeah, she's doing Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I got to find a new place. And we just stayed friends from that. And she was always trying to get me to be a vegan. You know, I'd be like, oh, I'm having a barbecue. And I'd invite her. And she's like, what are you grilling, Missy? <laughs> And I'd be like, berries. <laughs> Meat berries. Meat berries. <laughs> um, and then she's like, come stay at my house. I, it'll be great. You can take care of my dog for me. And, and so my sister and I came back in town because I was broke at this point, shockingly. I hadn't made any money living in the geo. Dumb. And so I stayed there. And then I became like that. That's why I did those vegan blogs. So I was like, well, yeah. if we were in Alicia's house, it's kind of scary to put and bring meat. She's really hardcore. And so I did, and my sister, and I was like, what if we just made like a blog? We're coming back to LA and uh, we'll do this vegan blog. So we did this little blog and stayed at her house. And we ate It was really magical. Are there pictures of her and Clueless all over the house? All over. Oh, good. I'm so glad. <laughs> God, Thanks that was me. the longest ex- answer. No, it was great. We, we went to great places on that answer. It was really exciting. Before you ask me another question, <laughs> mm-hmm. be careful. Oh, okay. Well, what I have to know is, uh, what was it like working with Mark Rylance, who I think is like the funniest person on, on the damn planet, and Boing Boing? Yeah, how do you know Mark Rylance? I don't know him, know him, but I saw that on Broadway, like an earlier version of it, and mm-hmm. like he always gives the craziest speeches at the Tonys and stuff like that, and just he's just like amazing. Okay. So, yeah, for those of you who don't know, Mark Rylance is this great British actor who ran uh, the Old Globe. I think he was the artistic director of the Old Globe for maybe a decade. Maybe he still is. I don't know. But in, in the United Kingdom. In the UK. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all right then. No, no, no. He's so good. And I, I went in for Mary McCormick into this. It was a French farce, Boeing, Boeing, and I got to play. It's a really funny show. Yeah, he was, I mean, it was really, really fun to play with him on stage. You know, when you work with somebody who's really great, it just feels you're so much better because it's yeah. there's so much. It's just you're just walking in and 
actually being present. And then when you're not maybe with someone as good, you're like, this is acting is so much harder. It's so much easier when you're with a really good. <laughs> well, especially if you're doing a Broadway show, you're doing so many performances, like what, eight a week mm. or something like that. Yeah. How long did you do that show? I think I did it for about four months in 2008. Ooh. Yeah. And my, at the time, my, uh, husband, he was like, you're going to be so bored. And I was like, are you kidding? It was my Broadway debut. And I was like, there's no way. But after you do, it's it's harder than it. It's harder. I think it's hard because you're doing the same thing over and over again and at the exact same time. Like there's no yeah, yeah. like, you, you have to be in, in that moment. If you, do, the show must go on, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's it's pretty intense, and it's the older you get too. Like you like your nights, right? Right. You like to come home and have a glass of wine, and you're like, well, I can't really do that because the show starts at eight. And, ooh, it's such like a machine. Grueling. Like it's amazing to me. Like <laughs> Missy couldn't how have much... her wine when she was on Broadway. <laughs> That's how hard her life is. <laughs> it sounds stupid, but it's it's literally ex- you're so exhausted. You're only working for like four or five hours a day, right? Until the days you do do two shows but you're doing seven days a week eight shows a week doing the same thing it's there's something about it it's like being in a glass prison and the people who do theater they just think we're all pussies the the la people but we will go you know do 18 hours a day five days a week and end up doing like 80 hours of work and it's way easier right it's so much easier to do quadruple the or double the hours but there's something about that just and the intensity of well, having to be how so how much on. you have to be, yeah, for that audience, too. Because you can't let any of the audience down, and you have I to be know. at your best the whole time. It's yeah. such a... Broadway in general, it's just such a machine. Like, you don't really realize it until you're there. But, like, shows almost always get out, like, at almost the exact same time, mm-hmm. no matter where they are. So it's just this mass of people exiting these mm-hmm. shows and coming at the same time. And um, just the sheer volume that people have to do is amazing. But he, one of the things we would do that he did with Gina Gershon... Before and then when Gina left, they would we would play um, we would play backgammon in between shows. So that was I mean Ooh. in between uh, not in between shows in between act one and act two. Oh nice! You'd have a backgammon tournament. Just he and I would you, sit and play backgammon. Is backgammon the one with the pegs? It's the one with the you no. Know, it's the one with a shaker and you right. it's got the, the different color different colored like red and black things triangles. Yeah. Is that one? no? They're circles. No, they're, they're like checkered. You know oh. pieces. They're but they white and black. And then there's a little. This is the worst description. Of backgammon. <laughs> Those backgammon fans it's rolling bowl, over. You know, you open the. It's like a little briefcase that you open, yep. and it's got like little cones. Instead of documents, there's a game inside. <laughs> <laughs> there's little triangles. Instead of a machine. There's little triangles. <laughs> oh yeah, that game. Got it. We just got an image pulled up of backgammon. It sounds like confusion. There's a book that my friend Chopper, if you're listening, used to reference called backgammon what's it called backgammon for, for blood or something like oh. that uh bruce becker i'm getting all of it wrong but it's like the most intense uh backgammon descriptions you've ever heard so look into it everyone <laughs> nice <laughs> okay moving on uh we uh, have to talk about what i think is it's one of my favorite movies ever in galaxy quest which ugh. holds up how really old were well. you when you saw it did you see it when it came out? Uh, yeah, I saw it when it came out. Actually, I saw it. I went then? and I saw it by myself because my now wife, girlfriend at the time, Jenny, was just like, oh, Tim Allen, I don't really like Tim I don't really see it. You know? yeah, and the previews yeah. weren't like the most amazing thing ever, but I was like, uh, it looks goofy fun to me. Like, I like what they're sending up. I'm going to go see it. And I just remember walking out and being like, 
this is like I loved it so much that we went, I made her come with me the next day and I saw it two days in a row, mm. and that's a rarity. And that was one of your first like big breaks, right? I mean, you'd been that, working before that. that, but that. I mean, a l- very little bit. Yeah, that was definitely a huge. Like I just saw Bonnie Zane, who's the there's two sisters who are casting directors, and Bonnie Zane casts out here, and then her sister Debbie uh, casts out in New York, and I went to see her, and my ma- it was I was. Oh, no, I think Debbie was out in L.A. at the time. Because I just moved to L.A. I was doing a play. And at the time, I had a pager. Because this was 98, maybe. And I was a drug dealer. (laughs) It was. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gotta go. Bye. Um, But I was (laughs) was doing a play, and I got a page to go in for this part. and, um, And I remember, like... I went in, I saw the sides, and I was like, I don't know what to do with this. And she showed me another actor's audition. And just actor Jed Reese, who kind of went, she said, that's kind of what we're looking for. Like, yeah. hello. You know, and I was like, oh, now I, I get it. I totally yeah. get it. And so I got, like, they had seen people like Jennifer Coolidge, who had done, like, this great, like, she did it as because they were people who had seen historical documents from, um, you know, from the, oh, I guess the world at that point. Yeah. And they'd thought that they were, they'd seen TV shows and thought they were from God and that showed them how to live their life. So they made, they based their entire civilization on this TV show called Galaxy Quest. <laughs> and these actors all come to space and think they, we think that they're real. And anyway, so Jennifer Coolidge had made an audition where she had pretended to be like, I, I don't know, some movies, you know, whatever. She had played everything as a character. That was yeah. for my character. And she ended up not getting part, but I ended up getting the part like and then immediately jumping in and having a table it just was something i kind of understood the weirdness of it yeah and then it ended up being this phenomenal movie and like tim allen i think i think it's he's he's one of those actors that um he has done a lot of things that would make you think oh he's done a lot of tv and you know a lot of he's a stand-up and i I mean maybe you don't think he has much i don't know how to say say this without saying it. like he was so good in that movie and so He's real and honest movie. and it's so yeah. perfectly cast and that moment when he goes uh you know we we when he's with enrico colantoni's character and he's like we we lied and enrico's like oh <laughs> so real he and does raw. not understand say as you would a child that, that whole thing mm-hmm. is, yeah like that movie works on so many levels that's we why pretended it's great. we lied yeah yeah it's so good it's uh really and good. i guess your part like grew in size too as they started shooting is that yeah great? i had uh i had been like i remember coming into work one day and I was on like Schedule F, which meant I they could use me as much as they wanted to. Schedule, fuck you. But I was like, <laughs> do it, please. And I came into work one day, and my makeup artist was like, oh, I heard your part got bigger. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, I guess they realized they didn't have another female in the movie. It was just Sigourney Weaver. And so, you heard from the makeup person? Yeah, he told me that he had heard. <laughs> That's what but he's like. There's this his name. Oh, I'll remember his name in a minute. He's a big now. He's just all Jim Carrey's stuff. He's Bill Bill. Corso, Bill Corso, dreamy, beautiful makeup artist, um, very talented. And he was like, you know, they really like, and I was like, wow. And I guess like Spielberg had come by and been like, that thing had come from him. And oh, then I was my like, oh my God. I'm, I'm going to be on fire from here. On <laughs> Not as much, but they ended up just making like the love interest between me and Tony Shalhoub, which was really, and I think even Tony Shalhoub was like, I don't know what to do with my character. And then they got that brown paper bag. And then once he got that brown paper bag, he realized like he was just that, that became, he was like, oh, 
There it is. Now I know who I am. Yeah, he's like constantly snacking, like yeah. in every scene. He's clearly, you know, high or whatever. Yeah, so good. It's a good movie. Yeah. it's really good. And, and all there's the... so many great cast members that had like a thing at that point that you thought they were known for, and everybody's doing something different in that movie. Which well, is it's, really it's also like Rain Wilson's first movie, I believe. Oh, as well, too, yeah, because he's also a Thermian. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he had gotten something right at the same time because he was supposed to be. In more of the therm, he was supposed to be in more of the movie, and then I think, but I think he got something else, and so he could only do a little bit of it. But you know. right, and Enrico's characterization was absolutely hilarious too. I mean, mm-hmm. that's and it's Justin Long's like first movie too. Like mm-hmm. this has got all these people that like went on to such bigger things too. And there's also on the internet a co- compilation of sexy aliens that you're in. Hmm, well, have you seen it? There's like a song behind it. Oh no! And it's like a very earnest compilation of sexy aliens. It's really, I really, did, you know, I never really did YouTube much. I, for a while, when I was doing my band, I'd go out with Shawnee Smith, who was a horror. We were in this band together, and we'd go to these horror conventions. And I would occasionally sign like Galaxy Quest pictures, yeah. but I never got in that whole world of. You could get in it. Sexy alien. People are ready. I'm into they it. are ready for you. One of my favorite moments with Rain Wilson, like he was a friend from a long time ago. You know, it's like we. I moved out here in like '95, and I knew him either before or after Galaxy Quest because his wife knew a guy who's friend, or his wife knew a guy that was really good friends with my ex back in the day, and um, so we knew each other, and like we we lived in Echo Park at around the same time, and I'll never forget. Going, we would go to Elysian Park to walk our dogs, and I remember, like, just we not together. We just randomly end up yeah. there a lot. Rain right. and his wife, and I'd end up there. And I remember one day him being like laughing, being like, uh, just being. It was like we met out there one like random Wednesday at eleven a.m. It was like a couple, just some out of work actors who haven't brushed their hair yet. You know, I mean, that was kind of like <laughs> what L.A. was at that point. That was sort of like just people who didn't have a job. And then the next thing I know, he's. On the office and just becoming this wild, no huge big star. deal. Yeah, no yeah, deal. with a heart of gold that does good things constantly. <laughs> I also did this reading of a play with him once that I randomly, and he was so fucking smart, so yeah. good. I couldn't believe, and and so different than obviously what he does did on the office, but just this really sexy, very intellectual guy. And we had been boyfriend and girlfriend in the play, and I, I couldn't even keep up with him. He was so fast and so Ooh. good. Speaking of good things, we haven't talked about the artist yet, and we need to. That movie did. That movie did all right. It did okay. And a little uh, art people, house. Couple people saw it. Uh, it's so good and so. Did amazing. you really like it? Are you kidding? I don't know. Did you not like it? <laughs> <laughs> it is so good. Oh goodness. Um, and I again this morning in my Google Quest, I was seeing you found out that you had a different part than you thought you did for that movie as well. You read this on the internet? Yeah, it was an interview with you and John Goodman. Which yeah. also is really cool. That's amazing. Yeah, we did one round of like EBK, and mm-hmm. then he was like, "Done. See you guys. Not not doing any <laughs> <Bye>. more." <music." laughs> and then he was gone. And it was great because I got I didn't have a huge part in the movie, but I got to do all the press and got to go to the Oscars and all that. So which was really cool. Fun. But yeah, I had audition. I remember like there was an audition for the silent film, and my agent being like, "It's kind of quirky. It could be fun." And I, my friend Carrie was in town, and it was like in Hollywood on Vine or something like Hollywood and Vine, which is not somewhere I normally go for auditions. And it was like downstairs and this, and I go down there and I'm like, what is this anyway? And I get down there and there's nobody down there. There's like a sign in sheet, but for something else. And I'm sort of like, what's going on? And I remember thinking like, maybe I should go. (laughs) 
don't feel and then good. they came out, and then I did an audition for the wife character, and it was really fun because there wasn't any dialogue. You just kind of knew the beats you had to hit, mm-hmm. and like there was something really freeing about not having to actually remember the dialogue. So I remember it being like, oh, it was so much easier than it normally is. Yeah, to like have an emotional reaction or just be present, more present with what's going on. Because you actually do have to listen and kind of. And then when I started the audition, I was like. This is me acting Making with big faces. faces. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, you can actually talk. We're just not going to record it. And I was like, oh. <laughs> okay. And then I had this audition. I thought it was really good. I was yeah. like, wow, that was really good. Hmm. And then they called and said that I'd gotten the part. And I thought, oh, that's, that'll be fun. I didn't know anything about these film, the filmmaker, Michael Hazenavisius, which mm-hmm. he's got a great, a great mm-hmm. series, uh, a couple, I think only two films, but they're spoofs of... Uh, He's a French filmmaker. There's spoofs of 007. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. Called um, OSS 117. OSS 117. So it's like, um, 117. So instead of being 007, you'd be like, And the first one is really, 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 really funny. And I suggest that you run screaming to the, your, maybe Netflix. Your Netflix. To watch it. It's so funny. And it's it's he with, it's with Jean Dujardin and, um, Berenice Bejo, and I think that's where he met her, and then they ended up, I mean, the director, and she ended up yeah. making babies. Mm. It'll be interesting you know. to see what's next for him as far as U.S. audiences go. Because, yeah. like, you know, I remember when Roberto Benigni was huge for, like, a hot second, and then has kind of disappeared over here. I almost wonder if he's going to yeah, make stuff. do they want to? I mean, that's the other thing. But that's such a smart movie to make because... It has international appeal, you guys. So well, fun. he and his wife have this series too of uh, their. Uh, they've made like 100, 213 episodes or two thirty, and they're really, they're shorts. Yeah, it's un gars un field, but that's in French. I think it's a guy and a girl, mm-hmm. and um, and it's hugely popular in in France. And I, I think it's a TV maybe, thing. I don't know if it's TV or YouTube or uh, if they just if it was like a video, but they were shorts. Yeah. Did anyway. you know when you were on that set that it was, like, how was that experience? No, I think we just knew that it was, it was very beautiful and very yeah. exciting. And, um, like, it was, like, what was really cool is, like, my very first day, I think it was the very first shot of the entire movie. It was Jean Dujardin and I running to the car. He's just, kit, just uh, rescued me from this. It's the movie within a movie, which yeah. was initially a lot longer. And then I don't think, then they cut a lot of it. But it was us running to the car and they played music while we were running and that was really Ooh. sexy just feeling epic yeah, yeah it felt really but I didn't had no idea that it, no idea that it would be something that I just thought it would be something and like even the director thought like we'll give you guys a DVD right <laughs> copy and a meal yeah cut to, the cut to like I heard it was going to premiere at Cannes and I was like might as well go because oh. I can and I kept doing Cannes bits mm-hmm. stupid <laughs> <laughs> And then I asked my friend Christine to come, and then I found out it was the first film that was sold at Cannes, and that the Weinsteins had bought it. And then by the time we got there, the premiere was this big, big. F- and they treated me very poorly until I got to the red carpet, and then they were like, "Oh, they brought me <laughs> forward like I'd written them," you know. <laughs> and like there was this standing. The French are very. They're good about giving three really or five it. minute standing ovation. Yeah, this is okay. before the film. Oh, yes, thank you. And then when the film ended, it was like twenty minutes. Of oh my gosh! Clapping. It didn't stop. Like it just didn't stop. And then we then we were all doing. Then then we did little dancing bits. And oh, and he Jean did a bit where I'm so tall and he's so little. Ha! <laughs> and now they're remaking it with Mickey Rourke. Mm. 
Because he's so good at mouthing things. That's right. <laughs> he's like, I get to work with little dogs, right? This is perfect. It's a perfect movie for me. Damn, well, uh, was how nice was movie. that dog on Saturday Nightmare? No, the dogs. There were like five dogs, but they only uh, ever used the one. They used that same dog most of the time. That dog yeah. got a lot of press. There was, there was three, which we'll <laughs> actually get to dog. in a little bit. Yep. Okay. My question segment. Well, let's do first. Okay, great. Uh, we do this every podcast. It's a different first from life, uh, since you're very musical. Uh, what was the first You're band you were ever a part of, and what was the role in it? And if you weren't in an actual band, did you ever pretend to be when you were a kid? But I know you've done stuff. So what was your first band, and what did you do? I, my first band was Smith & Pyle when I was like in my 30s. and I'd be, I played guitar, and I sang. But I was always, always wanted to be in a band. Like I remember going to the Patty Griffin concert with my friend and being like, I want to be in a band. And then I did a pilot with this actress, Shawnee Smith, and I was like... Always wants to be in a band. I had only written like one song, and she's like, "I'll be in a band with you. I've got like thirteen songs that I need to record." Perfect. And I was like, "Let's do it." <laughs> and I wrote a few songs, and we recorded this guy out in the desert. She was. It was ended up being really good. We wrote a couple together, and and now you have your one woman show, uh, <laughs> "Sexy as Hell," Missy Pyle, which I would never have called "Sexy as Hell." It just happened that I have a song that I wrote. It's a good one song. night when I was high, called "Sexy as Hell" because my friend had a. Um, one of those machines at his house where we record that you put a quarter in and it says, how sexy are you? And you put your finger on it and then it tells you like, you're a sexy couch potato or you're like on fire. Yeah. You know you're a about? cold fish. You're a cold. Yeah. 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 And so. so one night I got a little high and I was like, what am I? <laughs> I just wrote the song out there. And then I was, I wanted to write the, I wanted the show to be called, I want to fuck you up because I have written a song with my bandmate, Jenna Price. Called, I want to fuck you up, and I, that was really more where I was at. <laughs> was like, my producer was like, "I don't think people want to hear that. I don't really want to hear fucking the title." And I was like, "All right." And then it turned into this thing. I was like, oh, "I only really know that the song, the show, is about that as much as it is about." But my, people want to come to see a woman saying she's sexy. Yeah, that sells do. tickets, honey. It sure does. God, in this industry, Just take your top. Do you off. have any more shows coming up? I have um, a couple shows in San Francisco yeah. on the 9th and 10th of August. Giddy up, everyone. And at the moment, at the place called Feinstein's. Um, but I also uh, am potentially going to do a cruise. I'm just not sure. I think you should do it. It's so exciting. Yeah, go cruise. on a cruise. RSVB and do your cruise show. to Alaska, and I'm going to do four. Yeah, that'd be cool. How amazing would that be? And then you can find a bear in a salmon hut. <laughs> Take it home with you. And there your you life go. will suddenly make sense. I can't sense. wait. <laughs> oh, God. Well, not God, more that bears. Uh, how about oh, you, Vanessa? Dude. What was your first band experience? Well, I was never really in a band. I'm still never been in a band. Uh, when I was little, there were there was this guy, and he had, his name was Kerry James. This was in like elementary school. And he and his friend Trevor did the Trevor Fano show. It was just like a funny word. They made up at, like, at snack time. And they kind of did makeshift puppets. It's a coveted time slot, by the way. <laughs> the Trevor Fano show. I was so jealous of that. And so my friend Sarah and I tried to retaliate with our own show. And it was called Madam V. But it was like I was giving advice. But we did sing a theme song that goes, Madam V, Madam V, come tell all your troubles to me. This was in third grade. And I was trying to field uh, like relationship questions from little kids. But the beginning felt like a band. And now Where I do. Where did you do this show? And the place at the ground. What were the questions like? Uh, how do you avoid cooties? Or uh, oh, oh, oh. no, it was more like I think this guy likes me. And my advice—that was the bad part of the show. My advice was always 
throw a rock at him. And, um, <laughs> and I, my advice came to bite me in the head when I was doing a flip on a bar on the playground and a boy threw a rock at me and I fell off and cracked my head open and had to have yeah, uh, but that means you'd plastic like to surgery it's, it's on my good. forehead. Where? There's like a scar up there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So don't throw a rock at them because someday they might throw a rock at you. <laughs> That's the bottom line. He's just trying to show you he cared. Yeah, I know. That's all it was. He heard it from Madam V. That's right. Uh, just following your advice. God. You reap what me. you sow. Ah, bit me. What about you? You were in a real band. Cole talks about it all the time in middle school band. Ugh, yeah, I guess that would <laughs> technically be my first one in fifth grade. Um, it was a real, technically a, an actual band that we just did covers. Well, because it was a talent show thing, and so we did like a skit where like we rebelled against the babysitter or something, and then we covered <laughs> "Playing with the Boys" that Kenny Loggins song. <laughs> Uh, I sang, and then my friend oh John my played God. rhythm guitar, and then this guy Adam played drums, and then the rest of the parts were pre-recorded. So uh, yeah, that's what it was. I was uh, and then it became like this big thing because who has a band in fifth grade? So then we started playing like the quad at lunch every once in a while, and we did like uh, we did Ghostbusters, we did Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley. Also, uh, do you have any of these recorded? No, I wish I did. Unfortunately, at that time period, it wasn't it too wasn't easy to easy. document so that it stuff. Wasn't a, it was too hard to take your boombox and hit. <laughs> <laughs> Missy's been around. She well, knows how it was. But we would have like a like for doing those other songs. Like we would find like instrumental versions to play, and then like the other guys would play along with it, and then I would sing on it. So there's no vocal on the track or anything. Can like you that, give but. us a slice of Ghostbusters? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean it's Ghostbusters. Who are you gonna call? Ghostbuster! If you're seeing things running through your head, ow, who can you call? Ghostbusters! Ironically, I do a, a cover version of that with Janet Varney now that we do like, yeah. all sad and acoustic y and slow, and it's, I record it one of these days, it's really funny. You do, but, it's good, it's haunting. Um, yeah, but that was like my first like band experience, and, and, then, and then we all moved on to junior high, you guys, and it broke the band up. And you were never that cool again. Yeah, but, but it was like my drummer became uh, like uh, became president. Star. He was president of the school student council. I was vice president. It was like it was like the equ- equivalent of being the coolest thing ever for like a year, and then it was like, and now junior high kids, wedgies and abuse, sad days. Well, time for your questions. Yep, uh, I'm going to give you five questions from uh, some of your past uh, work. Trivia things. She'll give you some clues to help you out if you don't know they are. Oh, you're asking me actual Mm -hmm. like trivia about me. Yep, Yep. trivia stuff you've worked on. More pertaining to the to the projects, so Mm -hmm. you may or may not know these things. Okay. Uh, Question one: You played Constance in the Best Picture winner, The Artist. The role of Jack the Dog was actually played by three matching Jack Russell Terriers. The one did the bulk of the scenes. Uh, What are their names? Oh, you should know at least one of these three. Yeah, I should. The main the Big Lebowski was nicknamed the Lebowski. <laughs> Have you seen the Big Lebowski? Yeah. What did they call him? The Dude. Yeah. Why well, it's one of them? Dude is one of them. Dude was one of them. Not the big. Not, not it was the not the main one. one. Not the main one. Uh, I should know the name of the main one because I I definitely worked with him. And sheepskin that. boots are. Made for walking. <laughs> Correct. Made that for walking. his name. Made for walking. <laughs> <laughs> From Australia, the boots that everyone pulls on. Uggy. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Uggy was the main one. Okay, Uggie's and then... Uggy? Uggy? Is that how they said it? Uggie? That's how Jean Dujardin would be like, Uggy? Come on, Uggy? 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 
Och, dude, I don't want to work with dude. I don't want to work with dude. That's Agi. And then Kim Carblankian. Dash? Dash. That was really hard. Agi, Dash, and dude. Those are the three. I can never gauge how good people are going to be at clues. Kim Carblankian? That's what they should have named the kid. Blank. 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 Blank West. Blank West. Blank. That's a Carblankian West. Blank. Let's call and suggest it. Okay. Yep. Call in. <laughs> Let's call into the hotline. Hey, Kim. This is Vanessa, longtime listener, first time caller. So, do they have like a? Do they have a show or a podcast or anything? They should. The Kardashians. They should have a show. They like really should. They're so interesting. In. So Welcome funny. Back. God, what's happened? They are clever. Their well, observations are what gets. Welcome me. back to Madam K. <laughs> Where you call Come in? And tell your problems to me. Just throw a rock at a boy. Uh, question two. It's a bad, it's a bad catchphrase. I'm really <laughs> you played Raylene in the second Harold and Kumar film, Harold and Kumar Escape from Guantanamo Bay. What L.A. comedy scene stalwart portrays George W. Bush in the film? What? What? It's an L.A. comedian. Oh, shit. He was good, but I don't know who he was. Uh, okay. Um, that's a hard one. <laughs> Dick Blankian. Dickie, Dick yeah, Blankian. Dick Rock. Very close. Da- da- Doug. Uh, Rick Stank. Rick, 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 Rick who? Rick. I'm Rick Springfield. That was my Rick Ocasek. Uh, Cars. Okay. Well, let's give it to you. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's James Adomian. How was that close to anything I said? And James Adomian. You yeah. said Blankian, like Kim Kardashian. He's really he's an amazing impressionist, and that's always been one of his things. So he does so many good I'm ones. Surprised that they've hired him for that. His name just rolls off your tongue. Yeah, it does James Adomian? James Adomian. <laughs> Uh, question three. Not Abdomian. You Abdominium. played Mrs. Beauregard in Tim Burton's version of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. So exciting, by the way. Uh, all of the Oompa Loompas. <laughs> all the Oompa Loompas were played by Deep Roy, but their singing voices were dubbed by what frequent Burton collaborator? Oh, um, what's, give me his first Okay, letter. Santa has a whole bunch of these. El- yeah, uh, his name is... And then um, they grew up and they became... Elves. Uh, his name is like the El- Danny Elfman. There yeah. you go. Jesus. There you go. You've worked with Tim Burton twice, right? Because there's Big Fish. Mm. Mm, yes, Tim and I. Oh, oh yes. Tim, 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 Timmy, Tim, oh. Tim Taru. Did he make you put on a lot of eyeliner? He made me put it on him. Oh, shit. but not on his eyes. Oh, I get it. Hey, yo. Penis liner. <laughs> Very no, dark and quirky. Oh, it's lips. lips. Oh, I'm sorry. And penis lips. <laughs> Big old penis lips. <laughs> you guys, Tim Burton has huge penis lips. That's what they don't want you to know. But <laughs> so you don't know about, about his quirky projects. <laughs> All right, question four. You play Laliari, a lovely Thermian in the sci-fi send-up Galaxy Quest. The evil warlord Ceres was named after someone in particular. Who was it? And that name is your mom. The last name of the person that is named Edger. His last Sarah name, yeah. So now oh, we just so do the first blank name. Sarah. Yeah. Uh, like Dice Clay. Human. Yep. Sa- Andrew yeah. Sarah. Who's yep. Andrew Sarah? Andrew Sarah is a uh, film critic, I believe, for some New York 
thing, uh, who once savaged producer Mark Johnson's film The Natural, so who also produced payback. Galaxy Quest, so Payback is this name, the villain, Saris. Which is funny, oh. like, The Natural is one of those movies that people love. I'm surprised it was ever savaged by anybody, but, uh, yeah, they named Saris after Andrew Saris, the film critic. Very interesting. You're using well, fancy words in nice. these questions. The stalwart comedy person and yeah, he's savaged stalwart. by... What happened to you? <laughs> he's been going to college on his spare time. Well, sleep <laughs> my, on a dictionary on last night? <laughs> uh, 15 years ago when I was in... Or whatever it was. When you were in college. Uh, when I was in college. <laughs> Question five. You played a waitress in one of your first screen appearances. James L. Brooks is as good as it gets. What is the to name be of the restaurant where you worked? Money. Hint, it's in your character name. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't remember what my name was. Uh, maybe. What number Actress. is after 23, but Cafe before 25? 24? <laughs> yeah. Cafe 24 waitress. <laughs> that was a good clue, too. <laughs> <laughs> what a great clue! Thanks. <laughs> I'd be so good on Jeopardy, right? She could, yeah, she could have gone another. Hey, she could have been like twenty three point five. Our friend Henry yeah. Watkins was on Jeopardy this week. Did you uh, know that? Did you see it? How did we no, watch I didn't it? See it? Um, we had a friend who didn't win, but he still did a great job. Way to go, Henry! How does anyone? He, I mean, he doesn't feel like he did a great job. But if you're on Jeopardy, you get you're already that means smart. You're, smart. you're done. I would never you be won. on Jeopardy. I couldn't be on you Jeopardy. You could be on Jeopardy. Well, you could. Cole. I'm good at trivia, but here's the thing: like, I would get so tri- trigger shy because you lose points yeah. when you guess wrong. Like, I, I'm easy like to throw answers yeah. at the screen, and sometimes I'm right, but a lot of the time I'm not. And like, I would just be like, yeah, I, I have the inkling it could be this, but not enough. Trivia to- gives me way too negative much seven seventy-five thousand. <laughs> I think you wouldn't score. be trigger shy though. You'd oh just no, say- I'd be like, meh. That's why my score peanut butter <laughs> tremendous. They would never let me on. <laughs> Yeah, That's the thing is like I would roll through the entertainment questions and things like that, but then when they get to the bookish, then then I'd be like, I don't know, bye. I don't know anything about geography. Sorry, mm-hmm. uh, I just keep buzzing and going Monaco. What is Monaco? No, nope. eventually it's gonna. What come is Monaco? <laughs> what is Vatican City? Place. Oh, it was Monaco? Damn it! Shit. Uh, these are my questions. They're not like Cole's, but they're harder. Have you ever met an Olsen twin? No. Shit. I'm sorry. It's okay. Have I ever met an Olsen twin? No, but I have met um, the other Olsen. I did right? a movie with um, Tara Reid once. I did a movie re- with Tara Reid too. <gasps> Which one? Uh, around the fire. How was that? Uh, it was very early in her career, mm. and so she was just kind of starting out. It was her and Devin Sawa and Eric Mabius. Was this an, a Mickey Rourke esque situation for you? No, no, she was, she was nice, but like it was like ninety. She didn't eight, care. I mean, 96. I wasn't. I've never like been like the person who everyone's like, Missy, except for our class. We pay to go. Hey, it's worth it. It's worth the price of admission. It's been the person that's just like, hey, you guys, and they're like, hey. Anyway, we're trying to get something done here. Listen, Hey, wait. Have you ever met Zach Efron? No. Okay. Okay. Was that and number we're two? Done. Was that number two? No, that was a that was a bonus. That was a bonus. Okay, if you could change any other project you've already done to a silent film, what would it be? Oh God. There's like a seven way tie. I did a, yeah, I did this movie called Bachelor. No, called um what's it called? I don't even remember. With Alan Tudyk, it was a long time. It was Elizabeth Berkeley. Me, Alan Tudyk. It was called Elizabeth Berkeley. Oh man, that's exciting. It's called 
meat market, but M E E T market. Oh, that would be you would rip the sound right off. <laughs> <laughs> that movie superpowers. I, I made the, it invisible. <laughs> I would take the sound out, and I would take the celluloid out. <laughs> there you go. I do like Alan Tudyk, though. Okay, so I know Alan Tudyk. We've worked together several times. I like him quite a bit too. He's hilarious. What was the best experience with him? In his bedroom. Hey, oh, shit. big penis. Um, Probably me, Mark. He's huge. Probably me, <laughs> We were in dodgeball together. That's what. Yeah, yeah. This Steve next question is based on dodgeball, but it's a it's a real heavy hitting question. So you can choose one actor from Galaxy Quest to be on your team and two to oppose you in a dodgeball game. So you're playing dodgeball. You have a, a team member and you're against two people and they're people from Galaxy people Quest. F- the people from Galaxy the two people on the other team are from Dodgeball. No, they're all from Galaxy Quest. All from Galaxy Quest. Who's dodgeball. on my team? You get to pick get to one choose. person on your team and two people that you're going to pelt. I'm going to pelt. Who's going to be on my team? On my team would probably be, ooh, probably Justin Long, I would say. Okay. And then I would put on the other team um, Sigourney Weaver and Tim Allen. What a, what a fight that would be. Oh, no, wait a minute. I want Alan Rickman on my team. Maybe me and Alan oh. Rickman. Oh, let's hear what this is sound like. Vanessa does and amazing. You can't see the air quotes. Uh, Alan I Rickman do a impression. Great Alan Rickman. It's my one impression. Wait, hold on. Okay, I'm ready. Ho, ho, ho. Now I have a question. No, that wasn't good. Even <laughs> <laughs> your standards. No. No, I've been doing Buffalo Bill too much. But I've done it to great acclaim, and so I'll do it for you later. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, there it is. There it is. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. It's the worst thing. Thank me. Somebody backs me up on this. I think it's pretty good. That's all that doesn't matter. <laughs> Welcome to Hollywood, honey. Oh, honey, you're doing great. <laughs> you belong in a geodome. I um, just had I just had that co- that conversation this morning on my way here with my managers. You know, you just it's such a just up and down thing being dumb business where it's like, you know, they're going to make you an offer on this movie and you're going to have to choose between this and this other thing. And then it's like, well, what did you think of the other thing? I'm like, well, I'm waiting for the offer for the other side coming. Well, they're not quite ready to make the offer. Oh, what is that? Wait a minute. So I'm like, (laughs) why did you tell me they were going to make an offer? Like, why did you first of all tell Because, you know, you just don't want to be told anything like that. Yeah. Well, they're thinking about going ethnic. Like, there's no way no anyone's making me an offer. (laughs) You're ethnic-y. I mean, I really am. I'm really ethnic. Oh, gosh. Okay. Uh, here's a great question. You've <laughs> angered a wizard, and you have to choose from one of these punishments. He's only going to give you one. Would you rather have a tit sack below your vagina, which is much like a ball sack, but it has breasts. It has little nipples. Two, nipple. two, one sack with two nipples or yeah. two sacks? No, one sack, but a double breast. And there's, yeah. Can someone actually use it for... Nutrition. Uh, yeah, if you get there, yeah. Yeah. So I could feed a baby from my, my vagina. It's my not as much because vagina. they're smaller. Okay. But it's just something they, you have am to I, Are they constantly, am I constantly lactating? Or no, they... no, no, not at all. But you constantly have the dangling. So bikini bottoms are going to be a problem. So you could feed a baby from your, southern, from your southern breasts. You can tuck them. Yeah, you can tuck them. Okay. Um, or you have... Can I have them surgically removed? No. Oh. Ball sacks in your armpits. Those are your options. <laughs> so dumb. How big are the ball sacks? Average size. 
Like but you can shave them. Both, one on each side? You have, no, you have two ball sacks. So there's a total of four nuts unless you have, to have one removed. I have to go with the lower one. You're going with titty sack? <laughs> titty sack below my leg, my cooch. Yeah, because yeah. otherwise they're That's here. totally their answer. They're always here. Plus, like, a guy, a guy will be like, oh, bonus tits. Yeah. I could be like, look, I got great. tits under my vagina. And like the, before you go, and most people aren't going to know. That's true. And then there's a time when you, you, your vagina becomes dust, and then you don't care. And the reason it was down there anyway. Just, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is horrible. Like, I can squeeze my arms in to think about having those under my arms. That's the most horrible. Plus, thing it would hurt really bad when you suddenly close oh. your arms. Yeah. Oh, God. You never you be get able on to America's Funniest Home Videos in so many different it's areas. It's funny, though. People it's constantly be trying so to kick upset. you in the armpits. It's so worse. It hurt like balls. Yeah, it would be oh. the worst thing ever. Okay, you made no, the right decision, you. I guess. But those little yeah, breasts dangling. Close your arms, you just be kind of like smooching them out from the strapless top. I guess you could, but you'd, you'd have to wear like those old like princess dresses with the really big poofy oh, yeah, circles on the arms, balls, balls under the arms. Yeah. <laughs> because in the olden so days, women did have nutsack armpits. <laughs> well, when did you, what, what made you? When where were you when you thought of those questions? I was on that couch right there. I was about knee deep a in a bottle of, of wine. Oh, okay, and. Were you like, tit sacks, Eureka, I've got it. <laughs> oh, now I've really got Ooh, something that's going to make her. That's me, Stamper. Miss Pyle. Oh, I know. This is your question that is the final question. <laughs> that was the way I was going to say last. Wait, really, wait. What Good is job. the most underrated animal? And also, what is the most overrated animal? This is what our listeners tune in for. The most underrated animal, I would say, is... Oh God, it's tough. The most overrated animal would be the bear, for obvious reasons. <laughs> oh, get into that. We get it. We get it. Oh, I hibernate. Oh God. Um, I would say the most underrated animal would be the. Tr- Tree sloth. Mm. Is that a real animal? Yeah, they have sloths. Oh, just a sloth. They live in the tree. I think sloths I think have a pretty great. I think they're kind of. I think they're properly they're rated. rated. Yeah, they're rated pretty well. <laughs> they're pretty well rated. I would say like a ground squirrel that lives in that's good in the desert because they don't get much press. They don't get a lot of press. They yeah. get run over a lot. They have to live in harsh conditions. Wa- where do you find water? Right. Very cute. See, I go overrated for dolphins. Oh really? yeah, dolphins, <sighs> whales. Oh, Come on, so no, they are and properly they're horny, rated. They hump everything, and everyone's like, "Oh, I saw one! I yeah. saw you! I, I paid one hundred and fifty dollars to swim with you!" Like, come on. I dolphins. think they are properly rated. They're so smart. Dolphins? Yeah. How do you know? Did a dolphin do your homework? Did yeah. a dolphin write those questions for you? They're so smart. They were. But they're <laughs> they're, they were they're smart they were in the way of like somebody who's like a grammar Nazi online who goes through and goes, <laughs> it's your, not your. Like that's what dolphins are. No. They're so joyful. They can fall in love with humans. No, they can't. Is your husband a dolphin? <laughs> <laughs> rips his head off. I think Vanessa's about to write the next splash. No, I've yeah. already... You guys, for everyone out there, Google... We probably talked about it on the podcast before, but What Goddess. It's a book 
on Amazon you can get about a man that fell in love with a dolphin and had a sexual relationship with her. Her name is Ruby. Uh, that sounds like... But it turns out from the book, he does kind of have sex with other animals. So yeah. He's probably he just... Like a, he's what got do you a call problem. that when you... Bestiality? Beast, yeah, he's a... No, but he fell in love with Ruby. They had a relationship. Oh, I'm sure a lot of people fall with in Ruby. love with animals. And then fuck them. And now I'm supposed to... Now it's supposed to be okay? Well, they would be in the pool. In the... At Real Inn, having a bottle of wine. Look, I love my cats. They're awesome. But I'm never going to put the moves on them. There's... It would never occur to me. You're shy, Cole. You're very shy. It would never occur to me. Well, now it's in there. I love that they were in... Can't they just be in like... Can he love for like a... (laughs) Dog, you love your dog. I love my dog a lot. Well, the first thing I'm you ever in had love sex with, my with dog. was an apricot poodle. <sighs> I don't even know what that means, That's but it says true. in the book, yeah. But he could only get the tip, and it's so dirty. The Gross. book, I know. It's <laughs> a terrible <laughs> book. Are Why are you this? publicizing this book? You this can get awful. you can get a signed copy on Amazon from but, prison. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually no other kind of copy other than signed. I don't think. You I think don't think it's the chip. Oh God. <laughs> well, he was a young boy at that time, so he sure, didn't know what he, he was doing. But he could but tell he the dog was interested. This guy's like, <laughs> this is like he needs to take a lesson from Paula Dean. Yeah, you don't write about it. Don't tell people. You want to put your tip in the poodle? Just leave it at that. Don't tell me. Don't, put don't it in try to make it okay for everyone else. <laughs> I think number one on the SPCA's most wanted list. What a terrible person. It is terrible. Glad you loved a dolphin, buddy. But at first I was on his side. I mean, not when I found out everything about him, but I thought, like, if you could fall in love with anything, maybe they did really fall in love, him and the dolphin. But I don't think so anymore. I do think he raped the dolphin. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you I was just giving him the benefit of the doubt at first because it was exciting. Like, (gasps) wow, interspecial love. It's not that you think that he did that. He wrote a book about doing it. Yeah, he did that. He did that. No way around that. But there was another dolphin that was mad. I mean, this is all true. He was involved in a dolphin love triangle. Oh, yeah, I can't believe that. The dolphin made a hit on him. But it wasn't a long love story. It was kind of a quick affair that he's just never gotten over because they didn't grow old. Yeah, because he wrote a book about it and made some money. Now we're talking about it in your living room in Culver City. (laughs) He wrote that book on porpoise. Oh, that clam chowder, what a show. Thanks for coming oh, on. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you for being here, Missy. It was fun it. to have I you on. Whale of a time. Check out, oh, man. A, Check out her <laughs> show, guys, if you're in San Francisco. Yeah, on August 9th and 10th. Is that right? I Dolphinately think you should go. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. And you have all, like, or you if you want to take that, everywhere. it's going to be amazing. Gay or lesbian so, cruise sonar. to on is RSVP. It, it is. Oh my gosh. 20, I'll be on the July 21st, the 28th. RSVP. To Alaska. That's amazing. I think that's going to happen. I think it should happen. It sounds perfect. Doesn't sound wonderful. <sighs> Couldn't get my. I've been offered a, a role in which my. It conflicts with the cruise, but my character has a large camel toe. And I was like, do I really want to. Stay in town to do a movie <laughs> where I have a camel to. Like, what's happened to me? Go to Alaska. That's what I'm thinking. And, do, let and your, bring the cam- let bring your a lips camel do whatever to. they want to do. <laughs> 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 that note. Uh, I had America. 
or beyond. <laughs> yeah, it's international. Yes. So catch Missy. The internet, is the internet international? It is. International. International. Go on a cruise. Catch Missy and her tit sack show. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, thank you guys for listening. If you like the podcast, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at PMC Podcast. Follow Missy on Twitter, too. At Miss Pyle? Yeah, you guys. Just yeah. Miss Pyle. There's a fake you, right, Missy Pyle? Probably. It's yep. not real. At Miss Pyle. I'm at Vanessa Ratton. I'm at Cole Stratton. Thank you guys for listening. Bye. Subscribe to the Pop My Culture Podcast on iTunes. Check us out online at popmyculturepodcast.com and follow us on Twitter at PMC Podcast. Thanks for listening.